Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Post Chapel Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. My name is McKenna O'Brien, and I'm here with... Uh, my name is Landon Binion. I'm a sophomore here at Kentucky Westland. My name is Kate Keller, and I'm a junior here at Kentucky Westland. My name is Daryl Allen. I'm an associate pastor at the Father's House. So today, Daryl talked to us, and his message was called Giving is Elementary. Would you like to kind of give us a little brief overview uh, sure. Giving, uh, essentially giving's elementary. Uh, Jesus kind of addresses it in Matthew 23, 23 and 24, uh, talking to the Pharisees, the hypocrites saying, hey, uh, there's weightier issues than the tithe, justice, faith, mercy. So that tells me that the tithe, uh, giving in general, is an elementary thing, like a faith fundamental, like where we all should start. I like the faith fundamental because there really are like little steps that we need to follow that make a big difference. And the giving is a big part of that. And it's a trust thing. It really is. Most of the time, giving is kind of like, it's either, most of the time, people have already decided when do they want to give. Like, for example, people go to church. uh, Hey, it's now time for the tithes. Take up the tithes and offerings, or we're going to take up giving. And then most people usually have made up their mind. And you think, oh, this is just kind of basic. It's biblical. It is basic, but it's biblical. But there's so much more to it than just about our money. Oh, yeah. And I like that, too, because we're in college. It's not always easy to find, scrounge up that money that you can give. But, you know, you do have time. You can go to church and read your Bible and talk about God with your friends. Like, we're here today, and this is something that we can do that didn't cost us anything other than our time. Yeah, I really liked what you said um, about how the Pharisees, like, they focused on the law instead of Jesus. And I think... Even in giving, like people can do it in a way that's like not focused on Jesus and it's more about for show or um, they just want to give to make themselves look good. And so like um, not just in money, but I think giving if we're doing it with the wrong intentions um, just defeats the whole point of what Jesus was asking for. I agree. Um, the Bible verse that like he you had on the screen that like talked about that said something about how if you try not to swallow a gnat, you'll end up swallowing a camel. And that, like, it made me laugh because just, like, the way that it says it is funny, but it's so true. There's so much truth behind that, and there's so much that you can just dive deeper to from that verse. And right after that, he actually called, he he says, you guys are, you hypocrites, you sons of hell. You you uh, you're you're like whitewashed tombs. You're dead on the inside, but you're clean on the outside. And it's very easy. I know people that don't follow Jesus are not faithful to the Lord at all, but they will tithe. Mm-hmm. Like they will not go to church. They will not even live a holy or righteous lifestyle, uh, according to like what the Bible would say. But they will tithe. Mm-hmm. So it's funny. You've got both on both sides. Oh, yeah. You've got oh. I'm going to give money, but I'll never go. And then you've got some people, it's like, it's not that important to me. So mm-hmm. it's kind of two ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Well, one thing you said today, too, was the difference between tithe and offering. Mm-hmm. Because I've, I mean, like, I've heard the language, but I didn't realize there was a difference. And so that was really enlightening to, like, hear that aspect of it, too. Yeah, the tithe is a tenth. We're supposed to give a tenth of what we make. Um, and then you can get in, we can get, real, I, I didn't get into it today, but like, oh, gross or net. Pre-tax or post-tax? You take that up with the Lord yourself. Uh, I used to do, uh, me personally, I'll say this, I used to do net, and the Lord convicted me, and I was like, okay, Lord, this is technically what I make. I'm going to give out of my gross. And there are some people, and once again, it's not all about money and treasure, but also time and talents, but it's also, it's a a foundational thing. Uh, It's really built on trust, which again, it's faith fundamental. 
You know, every relationship you're in requires trust. Every friendship requires trust. When you go to the drive-thru, requires trust. You don't know who's handling that food. You don't know if they wash their hands. You, you They probably went to the restroom, and you are praying and believing that they wash their hands before they serve you your food. You went to Starbucks. For the most part, you can see what's going on at Starbucks, but you never know. That's very true. You just don't always think of it like that whenever, you know, you're going to the drive-thru. By faith. <laughs> What are they serving me? Yeah. Anyway. Um, I liked the apples, really. Yeah. That was, I, I like the visual learning experience. So for everybody who couldn't come to chapel, we had 10 apples up on stage. And like Daryl said, it's one-tenth. So he took a bite out of like five apples, and he was almost choking up on stage. And um, he explained that we always have excess, but we're always... Um, iffy to give the little that we're supposed to give and so whenever they were first setting up the apples i was like what is going on like why are there apples up there and then you start taking a bite of all of them and i was like oh so this is what we're doing i thought that example was really good yeah i uh i've done youth ministry for a long time and uh, so, like, when I spit up in the bucket, I was like, there's really no way around this. One time I had so much in my mouth. I've done that, like, one other time before, that illustration. <laughs> uh, I will give props. There was a, a pastor did it, like, probably 15 years ago, and it stuck with me. I hope it has that same effect. But uh, I made it to about eight or nine, and I was, like, it was about to, like, you know. And I just didn't want to, I didn't want to do that. <laughs> I was so, kind of hoping you'd uh, keep going. <laughs> yeah, well, I, everybody goes, like, yeah, keep going. I was like, I, I don't think I can hold anything. We had the mic right up to your mouth, yeah, too. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, you could hear everything. So it's a great soundbite for later or an outtake. Uh, you know, it could be one of those, like, kind of a stinger you use in a video. Just throw it in there. Anyway. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, but it, but it's real easy. The thing about money, yeah, the apples, is just it just makes it more visual because a lot of times we think, oh, I don't. Like, look, I went to college. I mean, I graduated college. Let me make sure that's clear. <laughs> I actually graduated college. Uh, and I remember the life of, ma like, <laughs> I don't, I'll don't. i show my age, but I remember back when minimum wage was $4 an hour. Just hear that. That makes me sound really old. Forgive me. But it wasn't that long ago. But uh, anyway, uh, I remember living off, you know, gas money. You had insurance. Cell phones were prominent but i mean i would that wasn't a big deal and then you're also like trying to eat but my paycheck would come in friday and i could be broke by monday mm -hmm. so i get that so and sometimes like god will ask us the thing is that god has a grace for us that no matter how big or how small whatever he asks of us he has a grace for it mm -hmm. so you know if you only have 25 dollars, god isn't necessarily going well he better give 250 it's more or less like, once again, the scripture said he wants a cheerful giver. And he he doesn't want it out of obligation, mm -hmm. like you said. He doesn't want it out of uh, begrudgingly. He wants it because we want to. Mm -hmm. And I think when we realize how much that God really does love us, you know, how can I not give back? Mm -hmm. It's just a tenth. And I want to be real with you. I've had weeks even in the last couple of years, probably six months ago. Where I'm like, God, I don't know how I'm going to do it. And I have my tithe money in my wallet. I didn't share this today, but I'll share it here. Um, I had my wallet, and I have my tithe money in there. And I'm like, well, I need gas. Like, we are, we're struggling. It was just, to be real, it happens. You have those weeks. When you have $1,000 in car repairs, things happen. Yeah. And, and uh, so and then I just heard the Lord say clearly to me, do you trust me or not? And I was like, it was one of those where I'm looking around like, what? You know, it was it was like it was audible to me. He says, do you trust me or not? And I said, I trust you. 
and I gave it. And uh, hey, we made it through the, we made it, we made it through. So sometimes like God is just, uh, it's again, I think a lot of a big issues we don't trust God. Mm-hmm. That's a, it's a root issue in everything. Unforgiveness. What does that really mean? I don't trust God to take care of it. Injustice. I don't trust God to take care of it. So I'm going to be angry about it and I'm going to vent to everybody about it. And I'm going to spew venom everywhere. I'm going to post on social media my thoughts rather than going, okay, no, it's a trust issue. Mm-hmm. Okay. I really liked what you said, like about how giving is grounded in trust because, like, I think it can be hard, especially like for college students to be like, well, like, I need to like pay for my next meal. Like you said, like, I need gas, like all this stuff. But if we're going to trust God with our money, then we have to trust that He's going to make a way no matter what happens. And so I think that was a really good point. No, I agree. I think it's that's a different way that I've looked at it than before. Um, I hate offering sermons, like whenever you go to church and they're like, you should give money. That's like my least favorite thing to ever, mm-hmm. ever listen to you talk about. So you went up there day and I saw it was on the screen and I was like, great. I felt it too, McKenna. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I was like, man, nobody wants to hear this. No, it's going to be that tired We're message. college kids. We can't afford dinner, let alone giving money at church. Like, mm-hmm. come on. So n- n- normally that was my first reaction. I was like, really? This is what we're doing? And so. Same. <laughs> yeah. But you put it in a different light than I've heard of before. I've never heard it as like a trust thing. I've more heard of it as a like reprimanding you should do better thing. Mm. If that makes sense. Like we can't, the church can't work without you. Like you need to give the money. But I like the trust perspective so much more. Like. You know, I like that it's you trusting God to do what needs to be done Mm -hmm. with the funds that you're giving him. I like that a lot. Yeah. Can I build on that for a second? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, someone told me recently they were going to leave the church they were attending because they were talking so much about money from the pulpit, from the stage, if that helps you. Mm -hmm. And I said, wait a second. Okay, let's just put this in perspective. If God really said for this church or whoever— Maybe it's a business. Whoever it is, if God really said, we need to build this and it's going to cost X amount of dollars, whether I give or not, if God said it, it's going to come to pass. But a lot of people get offended by money. The moment you start talking about money and you involve your faith, people get offended. You got to be careful about offense. That's the bait of Satan. Uh, the, the Satan loves for us to get offended and worked up about things. This is a whole different message right now. Mm-hmm. We could we could totally go there, but at the end of the day, it's uh, you know at the end of the day, if God spoke that, whether you give or not, and you can go and ask, hey Lord, do you want me to give to this? And you're like, yo, I got three dollars in here. You know what? If God wants you to give you all three, He's going to give you what you need. But that's that's between you and the Lord, obviously. And if you have only three dollars, my prayer is Philippians four nineteen for you right now. <laughs> That God will supply and provide all of your needs according to His riches and glory. But if God spoke it, it's going to happen. But rather rather than it's a money issue, but the real issue is they're offended because the church is talking about money. Mm -hmm. But the church, it's like, okay, I'm going to get real. The church doesn't talk about sex enough. It doesn't. And like money, sex, all these things, by the way, sex is a gift. It's from God. It's for husbands and wives. That's what the scripture says. Sex is good. I said it. It's on the podcast. <laughs> it's good. The thing, the thing is, is that there's a lot of things that the church never addressed, and we're trying to play catch up. Mm-hmm. I got hungry. We're trying to play catch <laughs> up. And, you know, we're, let's, let's address the real things. The, God is not afraid of questions. God's not afraid of these things. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't be either. No, I agree. I told someone that um, 
they're new in their faith and they were kind of asking me stuff and they're like, well, I don't understand why this would happen to me if God's real. And I'm like, that's completely valid. Have that question. Have those doubts. That's going to make your faith 10 times stronger to go through that and dig for the information that you need for that to be confirmed. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, That's right on. To add on to your point, I think like so many times the church doesn't address big issues and so people end up getting their answers from the world and other places mm-hmm. whenever if they would have just went to god first they would have found those answers and so like i completely agree with that oh yeah yeah i mean i'm gonna just come on you got something to throw out not yet i'm working on it <laughs> hey, he's gonna have a big mic drop moment at the end you can just tell <laughs> well like in like for so long like and i'm from a different generation right so for so long like I, when i was growing up it was like don't drink don't have sex for marriage, uh, don't smoke, don't do drugs and like go to church and you and you're holy, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you and Jesus are good. And that's just not mm-hmm. it. It's more or less, it's not so much about not doing things. It's why am I doing these mm-hmm. things? Mm-hmm. You know, the first, and I could go way off on this subject, but it's like, like even drugs, like, why are you doing the drugs rather mm-hmm. than you're doing drugs? You're not supposed to do them. Well, why are you, mm-hmm. what, what are you trying to escape? That's so bad. Mm-hmm. You're trying to cope. Why are you coping? When it comes to money and giving, you know, if you're offended, why are you offended? Why did someone? And by the way, in the church, there's a lot of been misrepresentation when it comes to money. I mentioned the prosperity gospel. Everybody's heard of that. I call it the luxury gospel. Mm-hmm. Pros- the Bible says that God prospers his children. The luxury gospel is what I call it that because it's like, well, just because I'm saved, I need to have custom made suits and mm-hmm. I need to be flying jet airplanes. I mean, I don't even know if you guys are familiar <laughs> with that, but that's a heavy criticism on social media with the church, with Christians. And I just think there's a lot of myths and stigmas about money. So they either, either you have the wrong people talking about it, you know, uh, or we're not talking about it mm-hmm. enough or at all. I think a big problem is we there's a lot of like harsh subjects that aren't talked about because it offends people mm-hmm. and that includes money, politics, sex, drugs, everything like that. And yep. so instead of being able to find your facts in the Bible or have a sermon about it or ask questions about it at church, people look at more like what the world stereotypes it as. And so like drugs are bad, so drugs are bad. That's why. It's not like <laughs> drugs are bad because Matthew 6, you know, it's like drugs are bad because it, it looks bad, you know? Yeah. And this stuff is bad because it looks bad. It's not bad because God doesn't want you to do it. It like crosses a line where... It is bad in both aspects, but you're looking at it from the worldly aspect instead of the godly aspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. It's like, you know, the love of money is the root of all evil, but mm-hmm. they used to teach that money was the root of all evil. No, mm-hmm. no, no. Scripture says the love of money mm-hmm. when it becomes an idol. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got to be honest. I mean, I'm always thinking of a side hustle. <laughs> Why not, right? You know, I want to pay off debt. You know, I want to be debt free, mm-hmm. you know, but I also don't want to work, you know, 24 yeah. hours a day. But the love of money is the root of all evil. Yeah. So it's all, think, it's all in how and handle it from scripture. Mm, I think knowing like the why behind why we shouldn't do things or why we should do things is like makes all the difference. Like instead of just going to church and hearing like, oh, like you need to give money or like, oh, you shouldn't have sex before marriage. If it's just like a list of rules and things to do, people don't understand why you need to do it. So if you understand why and if you understand that like everything is for God and this was his design, then it makes you much more likely to like follow what he has for you rather than just like, oh, I'm not supposed to do this, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I, speaking from like college age perspective, I think that's kind of why Christians get a bad rep too, mm-hmm. because like the 
partying's not good, the sex before marriage isn't supposed to happen, and you can't do drugs. And kids see that, and they're like, oh, they're not fun. That's stupid. Mm -hmm. And they don't understand the why. And Mm -hmm. so if you don't get the why, then it just, you don't get the point. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And once again, the scripture says, uh, it's in the New Testament, it says, uh, this is my paraphrase, we have freedom in Christ to choose but not everything is good and beneficial for us. Mm-hmm. So I was talking to somebody recently, and they were talking about how, I mean, people were, college students, uh, they got pregnant, blah, 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 blah. And I know we're getting off giving for a second, and it's just, it's more or less like not everything's good for us. It's all in shifting that perspective. Because like when it comes to, like we were talking about giving's also a cheerful giver. It's a fundamental thing. We talked about being proportionate. Oh, yeah. um, you know, to the, the, you know, back to the widow. I could go back and forth on mm-hmm. any subject right now. <laughs> so. Hey, go for it. But a lot of us focus on so much of like it, the, it's like the, this is why it's bad. Well, okay, but what, like, so God's practical, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so why do we give? Why do we tithe? Well, we want to rebuke the devourer and we don't want to be cursed, right? Well, God, doesn't he love us? Why would he curse us? Well, hang on. He's just saying he will allow, like, the more we live in rebellion, in whatever area, eventually, like God, it's not that it's like I'm a father. And when I had my daughter was growing up, I would watch her walk and I'd watch her fall. And I would always want to catch her. And I had to learn that she had to learn to walk on her two feet and two legs on her own. And sometimes God does that with us. It's like, Hey, you have freedom to choose. And then, you know, at the end of the day, what are you going to choose? Cause like, you know, living in rebellion, there is a curse. There are consequences of sin. Uh, and, and but some people have harped so much on that that they missed the God who loves them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and one thing you said was the consequences of our sin is our fault. Mm. And I think sometimes people focus on like the almighty, powerful God that they don't realize that some of the bad things that happen are consequences of their own actions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think we put a lot of blame on God because of that. Can we cancel God on social media? Can I mean, people have tried to. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, very true. It's like people, uh, yeah, we're, we try to attribute blame to him. And I get that, you know, especially mm-hmm. when you don't know him and you're lost. You're yeah. like, God, why are you letting this happen? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and there's a whole different story there. You can get into Joseph and tackle on like, why does God allow things mm-hmm. to happen? And, you know, and sometimes disruption is leads to God ordained destiny. Mm-hmm. But uh I got off track. What were we talking about? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. That was good. Mm-hmm. But you were talking about constant, yeah, the, yeah, con- the, the consequences. consequences of sin. And somebody could hear that and get really upset about it. But at the end of the day, you know, the Lord loves us. And he's mm-hmm. always wooing us back to him. And, you know, someone may have messed up, sinned, fallen short, whatever it is. This isn't like a, I'm human. You're human. And God knows that. And he has grace for that. And it's like when we screw up, the devil is the accuser of the brethren. Whenever we sin, he's the one saying, you're not good enough. Oh, yeah. You don't love Jesus. Uh, you're not holy. You're dirty. You're sh- you should be ashamed. And that's not what God the Father says. That's not what the Word of God says. That's not what the Holy Spirit says. And that that in like the consequences of sin, yeah, it's it's us. It's, it's on us. Mm-hmm. But the beautiful thing is Romans 8.28 says God works things together for good for those that love him and are called according to his purposes. Oh, yeah. That's good. It's a whole different message, McKenna. Hey, you know what? Diving deeper. So, <laughs> um, One thing that I think has really, like, shifted 
the perspective of offering, at least like in my recent religious experience, is like whenever COVID hit, we it was stopped being it was stopped being mentioned because like, I mean nobody really had the money, you know. I mean we were in a pandemic, and then now I feel like it's starting to come back again mm. as more of a subject, more of a question, more of a request. And so I've thought about that lately, and then you talked about it today, and I was like, huh. So it was one of those things that just kind of went together. The voice of God says, McKenna, give. No, I'm Yeah, just... no, really. <laughs> no, but like, yeah, I mean, like in the quarantine, we also got a lot of government money. Yeah. Then we had, then the trick was you had to pay it back. So yeah. I don't know if college students got a lot of money, by the way. And if you did, we're interested. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I think it's coming back. It, it's just, it's a, like I said, it's a, it's a fundamental built on trust and, uh, you know, the real issue is trust, whether it be giving, whether it be faith, whether it be life relationships, friendships, uh, future, destiny, whatever you want to call it, everything is built on trust. Mm-hmm. And um, Brooklyn said this whenever she was praying and when she was closing out, but I think it's just really good to remember. She said things are just things and money is just money. And a lot of times, like, I know I obsess way too much over money because I'm like, I got to pay for school. I got to pay for food. Got to pay for gas. I got to pay for toilet paper. Like, you know, you got this whole list of stuff. But like at the end of the day, money's just money. It's not going to go with you when you leave. All it's going to do is help you here. And I don't know. Just putting that in perspective of like, if you have $10 and someone needs five, why wouldn't you give your five of yours? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, yeah. Um, I've just been reading Proverbs lately, and one verse, it's Proverbs nineteen seventeen. It says, if you help the poor, you are lending to the Lord, and he will repay you. And I just really like that verse because, like, um, it also talks about how, like, whenever you help the least of people, you're, like, helping Jesus. And, like, there's, like, a story in the Bible that talks about, like, whenever um, people got to heaven and Jesus was like, well, why don't you help me whenever I was hungry? And they're like, when were you hungry? We never saw you. But, like helping people who like are in need is like directly like giving to Jesus. And so like, it's not just our money, but like our time and resources and all that. Um, I just think it's like important to remember that like, you're not just helping that person you're giving to God. And I really like, I just thought about that after just cause it kind of correlated it. And there's like, you know how, like whenever your teacher mentions something and they're like, if I say it more than once, it's important. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of thing that's like reiterated throughout mm-hmm. the Bible. Like you reap what you sow, love your neighbor as yourself. Like they mm-hmm. all basically mean the same thing. If someone's in need, you should help them because you would want the roles to be reversed if mm-hmm. that was you, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good what you said. I mean, that was excellent. I like that. More of that. Come on. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're uh story of when you had a hundred dollars and you you wanted to keep it but you decided to give it and it was multiplied later later on i think it's important to remember that no matter what you give whether it's money or whatever i think god or i know god's going going to provide and give you something in return later on mm-hmm. yeah and oh yeah and you, you guys know the parable of the ten virgins I'm just throwing all kinds of new stuff at you. Hey, the, the parable, the, the parable of the ten virgins, is really like a parable for Jesus's return, but it has a wisdom aspect to it. And so you have virgins who have oil, and they would have to light. They would have to light torches for like when the the groom shows up. To they would like so when the groom would show up, he would get the bride at night, and then that's what would happen. So it's it's symbolic of Jesus coming and coming to get his bride, the church. 
Uh, but they're like, hey, can we have some of your oil? They're like, hey, the market's still open. You still have time to go get your own oil. So you have to weigh when you're giving or like say you're like I've seen I saw a guy uh, one time I had six dollars in my wallet and he said, do you have any money? And I was like, you know what, Lord, I'm going to give him five and hold on to this one. I don't even know what I'm going to. I'm just going to hang out with this dollar. But I don't I, I even told him, I said, sir, I have six dollars. You can have five of it. There you go. No question. And a lot of times like when people are, you know, we see people mm-hmm. was it panhandling. Uh, hey, you know, need food, need money for food. Uh, if I give that, I never go. I always pray about it, but I always, I always ask myself. I don't go like once I give it to them. Well, I wonder what they're using it for. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, I'm released from that. Mm-hmm. Lord, I was obedient. Just whether it be the tithe, whether it be given to someone. Uh, I saw a pastor give away all his J's, like to, <laughs> oh. to his whole church congregation. Like the Lord convicted him. Uh, Robert Madu, look him up. He gave away. It looked like a hundred, a hundred and fifty pairs of Jordans to like. Oh he gave them all away. And, you know, we think, oh, my gosh, Jordans. You know, at least mm-hmm. I, I like Jordans. I got two or three pairs. I'm not oh, rich. Yeah. I'm not rich. I don't have them on today. They're not hey, today. Jordans are expensive. They given, are. given those away, man. Yeah, Jays are. It's like, it's like the new currency. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but when you pray, you give it away, and you're released from mm-hmm. it. It's not a bit like, you know, I know people that are like, oh, you, I hope they use that right. Well, you mm-hmm. know what? That's, that's between them and God. Yeah. And, oh, like, yeah. also what you said about the trust thing, like, so often people are like, well, I don't like give to anyone on the side of the road because like, I don't know what they're going to do with it. Like they'll probably just like buy drugs or alcohol or something like that. But like it's like trusting that if God tells you to give to them, then like you have to trust that God is going to use that money for what they need it for. And like you just like you give and you let it go and you it's in God's hands after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you don't post about it on social media yeah. afterward. Like, yeah. hey, cheers what I gave. <laughs> or just, no, it's a great point. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess with the giving part of what y'all were just talking about, personally, I've always just like, I'm just going to give them food because that's the best thing I can give them. And maybe just, I guess not being obedient, just like, I don't want them to use it on something that they shouldn't. Or I'll see a homeless person smoking on the side of the road. I'm like, well, if they bought the cigarettes, then why should I give them money? But we were coming back from church one weekend and. Kate was just like, let's get this person food or something. And so we went to Firehouse. We brought him back food, but they weren't there. Kate had to be somewhere. And I was like, Kate, I'll give it to somebody. And so I dropped her off, and I drove around Owensboro for like 20 minutes until I finally (laughs) – I was about about to be like, God, if you don't show me someone right now, I'm just going to go home. home." I've done that too. I've done that too. It's like I would – it was almost like I would drive past, and I would be like, it was like I would be prompted to do something, and I was like, "No, nah, I'll just keep going." That was just that was just me. Yeah. And then I was like, "No," it kept, and then it kept coming up. It's like, "All right, fine, I'll go back." Yeah. <laughs> I chased a guy into the Arby's parking lot on Parish Avenue one day, and he was like, he was angry at me, like, "What do you want?" And I was like, "Hey, I, 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 the Lord just put on my heart to bless you," and uh, I blessed him. I said, "I really feel like I'm supposed to pray for you. Can I pray for you?" He's like, "No, I'm good." I'm like, okay. <laughs> You know, but I was like, I wrestled with that. I ch- I made him angry, chasing like kind of. I was in my car. He's walking, so yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Uh, and I think the Lord rewards that obedience. Mm-hmm. As crazy as it seems, if the Lord knows you said yes, then He knows that you'll say yes again, and He'll ask you. He'll prompt you again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like just like thinking about that day, I was like, like normally if I was like by myself, I'd like do it but I just like felt weird like doing it with Landon especially since I had to be somewhere because I was like it kind of like putting on him like I need you to give this someone and so like I saw that guy and I like 
we passed and like I had somewhere to be so I was like no it's fine and then like it just kept coming up and we were already going to get food and I was like okay fine like I'll like I'll do that and then we came back and they weren't there and I was like well shoot I'm pretty sure God told me to do this and they're not there now (laughs) but like ended up working out and like somebody ended up getting the food but it's just like I guess just being obedient like when God tells you to it's like there's like reward for that later. Even if you chase them around the <laughs> block, that was me, man. I, I was the guy. I ended up on some back road in Owensboro. So, I don't know where I was. Hey, you know what? It happens. <laughs> my family went on a road trip out to Colorado my senior year of high school, and we stopped at McDonald's to get breakfast. And my stepdad was real tired of sitting in the car. So he gets out of the car and he's like walking outside while back and forth when we're in the drive through. And somebody came up and, like, tried to give him money. And he's like, no, no, like, we're good. But then we were driving down the road, and we saw somebody who was in a bad situation who needed help out. So it's like that person tried to help, but they ended up, like, getting us to help someone else. So, like, it was funny whenever it happened, but it's like they helped the process, too. You know what I mean? You never know how that's going to work out, mm-hmm. even if you're driving around Owensboro for 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes it's hard to receive help. It's like, yeah. oh, we're good, you know. But then, you know, the Bible, the Bible, people will say, well, don't take away my blessing. And whenever they drop that, it's like, okay, fine, I'll mm. take it. Yeah. But also as as royalty, I mean, technically we're sons and daughters of God. We're technically royalty, if you really think about it. So we're not too good to take anything. But who knows? Maybe they're trying to get it to you to give it away. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like one other point that you talked about today you were like, we do not give to get. And I feel like so many people like in church are like, oh, like, well, I can give God this because I know like he's going to return it. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, that like the Bible does say that, but that's not why you give. You don't give expecting anything in return. You give just because that's what God called you to do. And like he like you said, with the five hundred dollars or like you gave 50 and you never saw the 500. He may not Still give haven't. it back to you, mm-hmm. but like he will do something with it. And so like just like it's just trust. Like you have to trust that even if. I don't get this money back. I know God's going to take care of me somehow. No, I love that. That was amazing, <laughs> 1,000%. I can't remember who said it last year, but I wrote it down. It just says love isn't transactional. Whenever you love someone, you don't love them because you're expecting to be loved yeah. in return. Like, oh. God loves us because yes. we didn't do anything. He just loves mm-hmm. us. And so, like, that's how we're supposed to love other people. And it's, like, the same with giving. Mm-hmm. And, like, you don't expect anything in return. You just love people and you give to people because that's what God did for us. And yeah, it doesn't have to be money. It can be food, time, mm. anything. Just that kindness, that showing them that love, no matter what way it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and people back to back to treasure. Like we talk about people's giftings and talents. Uh, that's also part of that. Uh, people would say, well, if you don't use it, you'll lose it. Now, I don't know if I necessarily see that anywhere in Scripture, but God does want us to be faithful. Mm-hmm. So there's some people out there that maybe God has prompted, maybe even in the room. Uh, the Lord has prompted or put something on your heart that this is something I want to do, whether maybe it's a nonprofit, maybe mm-hmm. it's a job or a dream, whatever it is. But we think, oh, man, not me. That's impossible. You know, you got to remember that when you start doing what the, when the Lord has put something on your heart, you can't shake it. And when you begin to walk into that, not only do you feel fully alive, but you give him the most glory. Mm-hmm. It's not you they see. You know, like I always dreamed of being a pro baseball player. I wanted to go to the play in the World Series. You always have that dream mo- moment, bases loaded, full count, home run. You rein them all in. That still hasn't happened. Who knows? And, uh, you know, but and, but that isn't for that was for me, you know. But, like, some things are, like, when we live out what God has called us to do, 
with our with our time, treasure, talents. It brings him glory, but also in that moment, we're fully alive. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you're leading this podcast, McKenna, and you're doing a fantastic job. Nice. I'm seeing you come alive just talking in the mic. You know what I mean? So like whatever that is, like like to me, it makes me happy to see people living out who they are and what they're supposed to mm-hmm. do. And if it makes me happy, it makes God the Father happy. Thank you guys for joining us today. Please feel free to tune in next week. We've appreciated having you.